flown. I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours. And ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Spine Chillers. The Creaking Door. Manufacturers of State Express 3.5 Filter King cigarettes take pleasure in presenting the creaking door. Checks, General, same as yesterday. Sutton, have you checked the pulse rate? Yes, sir. Normal as indicated. Respiration normal, no significant change. Well, gentlemen, looks like I get to go to the moon, huh? Yeah, except that you uh, aren't bound for the moon. Uh, how's that again? The, the, the general moon is agreed. not your objective, Winston. Oh, I know you've been led to believe that this was the culmination of our moon trials, but it isn't. Now, look. look I, I, I was promised... They told me I'll be the first man on the moon, and now you're cheating me out of it. Oh, that, that, that's not fair, General. No, no matter what you say, this is the biggest day of my life, and you Your there. objective is not the moon, Winston. Your objective is Mars. Mars. <laughs> 
secrecy was essential. You realize that? Oh, yeah, sure, General Schreider. Now, I want to introduce you to Professor Killifer, who will give you the true briefing for what your assignment is going to be. Uh, come this way. Oh, uh, Professor, this is Major Donald Winston, the cosmonaut chosen for this great and historic flight. What? Oh, yes, sir. How to do, young man? Oh, I feel fine, thanks, Professor. Good. Well, let me put it to you simply. We have decided that the time has come for one of you young men to demonstrate that we lead the world in space travel. We have decided to make a manned space landing on the red planet, Mars. Uh, is that possible, Professor? Oh, yes, I mean... yes, 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 of course. But, you see, you will not merely be traveling through space. You will be traveling through time. Time? I, I don't get it. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we are using a new technique. We have experimented exhaustively with it, and it shows no signs of possible failure. If it is as successful as we hope, then the galaxies are open to us, and we may travel in the spaces between the stars. Uh, time travel, huh? Well, I've speculated about it, sir. I suppose yeah. we all have, but... Under some pretty rough snags? Ah, uh, well, as a matter of fact, that is exactly what we want to discover. We are using uh, Reinhold's theory of the time slip. And once your ship has passed beyond the Earth's orbit, then the special gear will come into operation that will launch you through the fourth dimension. Are you willing to be the first man to undertake this great experiment? Willing? Well, this will be the, the greatest thing ever tried. Yes. Uh, your permission to mention this to my wife, sir? Uh, uh, well, all right. I suppose human feelings must be taken into consideration. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll speak to her and see you at the launching pad. Idea. Oh, Professor Killifer. Oh, I know he looks like an old nut, but he's a great, great scientist. Uh, he wouldn't uh, let a man run any unnecessary risk, honey. I... Before, I could think of you flying to the moon or the stars, but where will you be now, Don? Between the minutes and the hours, between the centuries? How can I know? Oh, Don, please, please tell him you refuse to go. I, I can't do that, Jane. It's a chance of a lifetime. I can't do that. Then I know you won't come back. You'll never come back to me, Don. Because you've signed your own death warrant. You have a check on uptime? For 50 centuries. And downtime? Back as far as the Second Ice Age. Ah, good, excellent. The power required will be 2,008 sun units, and the slip will be over mere 50 years. Uh, Professor, uh, do you know for sure that this is safe? Time travel has never been tried before. How can I possibly answer that? Rockets control. Function appears normal, sir. Check airlines and fuel ballasting. Check by instruments, all normal. Are you ready for countdown? Already. I'm handing you over to Professor Killifer, who will complete this briefing. 
Winston? I'm receiving you, Professor. When the time slip takes place in orbit, you'll feel nothing. There will be merely a singing in your ears. Do you understand? I understand. Good. The countdown will start now. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Blast off! Professor, you ready with a chronicard? Yes, I am completely ready. The capsule has established a steady orbit. Now, switches. <laughs> Are you receiving me, Earth? Are you reading me? We are receiving you, Winston. Where? I'm in the dark. The dark? Yeah. Where am I? You are passing through the dust of passing time. You are in the darkness of old time. Soon you will emerge. But there's a sense of falling light. Falling light. Relax completely, Winston. Be perfectly still. Breathe deeply. Think of traveling through the spaces between the stars. Between the stars. Check, Miller? Yeah, that checks. But there's no word from him. Even at this distance, we ought to hear the signal. No, 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 no. He's moving in time. Moving in time, Killifer. Or last in time. Oh, just a moment. Ah, uh, Mrs. Winston. I simply have to talk to you. And I know exactly what you have to say. My husband isn't coming back. Is that it? Oh, how can you say such a thing? How can you remain so calm if you suspect well, that Carter, this is... I've looked into your eyes, Professor. And I know you're mad. You may fool the others, General Miller and Don and the rest, but I know your secret. You're stark, raving mad. There has been a technical interference with the radio transmission from the capsule. That's all. You know it as well as I do. You're stark, raving mad. Well, well, well. Poor dog. To be lost beyond the stars is serious, isn't it? But what is it like? to be lost in time. It must be like living two minutes away 
from sanity. Yes? Yes, are you reading me? Yes. It's dark. It's dark. I, I'm moving into nowhere. Yes? Yes, are you reading me? Contact re-established, then good. Now get this. Mars, the red planet, is directly ahead of me. Estimated speed, 28,000 terrestrial knots. I can see the famous canals quite clearly. Two minutes exactly, I'll fire the retro rockets to slow my descent. Understood. Miller, it's worked exactly as I knew it would. Succeeded beyond our wildest dreams. He's steering a direct course for Mars. Switch back. I am about to fire the retro rockets. Winston? Don Winston? Are you still in contact? Are you still in contact? Come in, Winston. Yes, General Miller, come in. Mrs. Winston, we've established contact with your husband. He's alive and well. You know he isn't coming back. That's an absurd thing to say. Last night I had a dream of a planet with two moons in the sun. Please spare me your dreams, Mrs. Winston. I tell you, your husband is alive and well. I saw two men there, and they walked slowly to greet one another. And one turned to me, and I saw it was Don. His face was terrible. He looked mad, driven out of his mind by horror. Now, this is ridiculous. In the first place, it's only a dream. No, it was more than that. In any case, how could there be two men? Mars is uninhabited, so far as we know. So far away out there, and lonely in the immensity of space, terrified, lost. My main reason in calling on you was to ask you to come down to the control room and talk to your husband. Uh, perhaps that will convince you. Will you come with me? Yes. Yes, I must come up. I have to hear it all. Right to the very end. Hello, Mrs. Winston. Please, come and sit down by me here. Have you heard anything further from Don? Uh, we lost contact on the landing, but that was to be expected. 
He hasn't been in touch for some 15 minutes, but there's no cause for alarm. Well, listen to the monitor speaker there, Mrs. Winston. There, that slight crackle means he's switched on his transmitter. Calling Earth. Calling Earth. You're receiving me. I'm reading you, Winston. The capsule has landed safely. I am standing on the surface of the planet Mars. This is a historic moment, Winston. A journey safely made through space and time. Your wife is here, Winston. She wants to speak to you. Then I shall contact the president himself. I want to speak to June, please. Here, speak into the microphone. Don? Don, are you all right? Sure. Sure. Muzzy, I guess. I feel different, honey. It isn't easy to explain. Now look out yourself. I'll be back soon, huh? Don, I need you here. Hurry back. Now, Winston, I want to run down on your physical symptoms. Well, I, I feel okay, I guess. Just lonely. And as if, uh, I don't know how to say it, as if I'd lost some part of me. Some part of me that's uh, got away during those lonely miles in space and time. I haven't any way of saying it properly. I, I may have changed in some way. What is the reading on the chromo cord? Well, let's see. Uh, 70,209. Vincent, check that last figure. Did you say nine? Check. Nine. We read seven. Is it important? Two-second displacement. I can't understand. Although the instrument may be faulty. Never mind, Winston. Now, tell us what you see around you. Well, just this great red planet. Treeless and lifeless. Rocks everywhere. Blue rocks with lines of strata. Straw yellow as if uh, molded by great heat. We'll need samples, Winston. I'll bring them. And Winston, there is no sign of life at all? No, none. A little hill just to my right. I'm going to climb it. Then I'll have a much wider view of the landscape. I'll switch off for a few moments. Over and out. Oh, it's horrible. Mrs. Winston, it's an awe-inspiring and wonderful moment. Your husband has done something no other man has ever done. This is a magnificent feat, and you should be very proud of him. He, he said he'd lost some part of himself. Can't you imagine it out there on that red plain? Alone? Quite alone on an alien planet, locked away behind a time barrier? I just thought of something. Einstein pointed out that if a man on a distant planet could look at Earth, he wouldn't see today at all, but the past. He might see the Battle of Waterloo or something of the sort. But to Don, we aren't born yet. Mrs. Winston, you talked to him. You heard him. He's getting in contact with war. I don't understand this. Don't think I like it very much. There's something wrong about this place. Something terribly wrong. Something's terribly wrong. It, it's impossible. I, 
I climbed the little hill with the muscle assistant. It was quite easy. I reached the top. I think I'm going mad. Because behind me and in front of me, it's, it's a mirror image. The rocks, red earth, everything like a mirror image. Identical. It does it. Even the little hill. I'm going to walk over to that hill, but how can I? It's, it's this hill. And I'm standing on it. I think I must be going mad. I walked across the landscape into the mirror. It's very silent here. No birds, insects, no noise of any kind. Even my footsteps seem noiseless. There's a sense of desolation and nothing lives here, nothing. Sky is yellow, landscape is double. It's, it's double. You must keep a firm hold of yourself, Winston. It's, it's like a nightmare. Don, Don, come back to me. I'm, I'm lost in a nightmare. It doesn't sound much, just that the landscape is double, but I, I'm scared of what I may find and what I may meet up here. But, man, you just said there was no living thing to be seen or heard. I'm not scared of living things. Will it be alive? How can it be alive? Yet time has images. Time is like a great pile of pictures, endless, and... Here he comes, walking down from that little hill over there. Be more explicit, Winston. Who is coming? A cosmonaut in a spacesuit. Tall, young. You know that's impossible, Winston. There can be no other man on that planet. Unless the Russians... <laughs> no, this isn't a Russian. Someone I know quite well. Hi, Don. Hello, Don. Seems there's two of us now. We're twins, huh? I'm twins. This is the worst kind of horror. Do we, do we both exist? Yeah, we both exist in time. Different parts of time we exist, and we don't. I am. Oh, wait. I, I am. Don Winston. Then, then, who are you? Don Winston. Cosmonaut. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you can't be. You, you just cut that out. Keep your head, you fool. It's possible, then, for a man to meet himself in time. Can't be possible. of State Express 3-5's Filter King Cigarettes invite you to listen next Saturday at 9 o'clock. When they will again present...